Hello, I'm Marsha Ogden. Welcome to my podcast, Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus. It's for anyone who's passed that milestone, like me, by a long chalk, and who, like me, has realised that we could be on this earth for another 30 or 40 years. So let's plan to make the rest of our life the best of our life. Before we get started with this week's episode, can I just remind you to please, please, please review, share and subscribe to the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you do want to plan to make the rest of your life the best of your life, take a look at www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life and find out more about my best life journal and workshops. Welcome to episode 42 of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 plus podcast. This one's called I'm not good enough. My guest is James Bargeron, who I will tell you about in a moment. Yes, a male guest. They've been few and far between, haven't they? Sorry about that, it's not deliberate. And I know that we do have a fair few gentlemen amongst our listeners. As this podcast goes out, here in England, as in many other countries, we're just getting deep into the throes of coronavirus hoping it can be contained without bringing the whole country and economy to a standstill. This is what's bugging me. We can blame coronavirus for the threat to our health. We'll no doubt have something to say about how it's handled by the authorities. It's ours and our family's health after all. It's very serious. And it is very serious. I do get that. What I don't get is why we are so hypocritical, panicking about our health as if our body is our temple. But it isn't, is it? We're probably moaning whilst swigging a large glass of addictive poisonous drug, an addictive poisonous drug that is alcohol, as well as slinging a processed ready meal into the microwave and necking prescription drugs without even glancing at the list of side effects on the label. It's all part of the lies that we tell ourselves. And I know I'm always harping on about that, but this is a prime example. In what world is it sensible to destroy your body, but then jump up and down when there's an outside influence that threatens your health? It makes no sense. Oh, does my head in. Rant over. Here's this week's handy life hack. You might already know that letting bananas touch other fruit can make the whole fruit bowl contents go off far quicker than you wanted it to. But did you also know that keeping them attached to each other also quickens the ripening time? So, it's best to keep bananas away from other fruit and also separated from each other. Naughty bananas. We've all got a situation that we're not happy with in life. It doesn't have to be a big bad habit. It might be an unresolved altercation with a neighbour 
that just puts pressure on you every time you walk out of the front door. It might be that you don't see your grandchildren enough. It might be an addiction. It might be gambling. I've never found a diet that works for me. We've all got something that we would like to be different, but we've settled for it. We believe we can't change. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus Workshops and Journal gives you a plan that can be applied to any area of your life. If you can get to Wigan on Monday the 30th of March, come to my public workshop. If you'd prefer a cosier group, invite some friends round and I'll run a workshop at yours. All participants in the workshop take away a personal copy of the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus My Best Life Journal, which retails at £33. So a two-hour workshop, including the journal, is just £47. That's coaching plus a year's worth of motivation for just 90p a week. Go to www.gurgleit.com forward slash my best life and click the appropriate buttons. I met this week's guest at a conference in Birmingham recently where I realised very quickly that he has the same goals and aspirations as the Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus in wanting to share and highlight the fact that it's not too late to tune into a way of thinking that's contrary to how we were taught in school. To add to your listening pleasure, there are some birds twittering in the background about halfway through. I don't know whether James noticed it, but they must have been right outside his window. Here he is, Mr. James Bargeron. Welcome, James. Good afternoon. Hello. Thank you for having me, Marcia. Pleasure. It's lovely to have you here. You're a performance coach, but I heard in your presentation that obviously you didn't start in a, a mindset-led career. In fact, no one our age, I think, started in a, a career that, that was particularly to do with mindset. You, you say your life has been great. It's had ups and downs. It hasn't all been rosy, but you did have a very successful early career, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. and well, I, as you heard at the talk, I say, inverted commas, successful. Um, everything is down to perception really is what does one person perceive as successful as i said mm -hmm. at, at the time you know to a four-year-old boy go or girl going to school success may be not peeing your pants when you're going to nursery that's right you know or i come home mummy oh i didn't wet myself today you know which may seem trivial but to a four-year-old that is success mm -hmm. and you know at 17 success could be having a driver's license to take your girlfriend out yeah um, yeah for me, mm -hmm. success was about making money. It was nothing else because you know, we didn't have much money. And that's what our perception of different things come from is our surroundings when we're younger. Because going through, you know, um, the career that I had, you know, it was uh, a very pressurized environment dealing in the commodities markets and stuff that the idea was to make money and the environment was pressurized because that's what mm. you were there for. Yeah, was, yeah. You were there to make money and you were part of that machine. And 
you know, at times you're not always aware of what is happening around you and what toll it's taking on you physically, mentally, and also your family life. You know, we, we, we're not taught these things. And that's, that's mm. the big, big takeaway is that when we're at school, we're taught what school teaches us. Then we go home and we are taught what our parents teach us. But I believe now, having been through the system and come out the other side many years ago, is that, you know, we're not taught the right things in school. We still have an antiquated system, you know, mm. going back to the Victorian times of, yeah, if you want to learn about what happened in 1066, fantastic, and William the Conqueror. But I don't believe in this day and age, it has really much bearing on how we've progressed uh, in this technological age and uh, uh, how we've moved on mentally, spiritually, physically now. But yeah, go and read about 1066. It's our history. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. However, there are more important things when you look at what's happening in the world today about, you know, mental health, mm. anxiety, stress, the pressures on life is because we're not taught how to be resilient. Mm. We're told to be resilient, but we're not taught how. Yeah, yeah. Now, I remember as a kid, it was just very simple, you know, and going up into adulthood is that you were just told, pull yourself together. Yes. You know, yes. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Snap out of it. Yeah. Exactly. And what's the matter with you? Well, it's no different than going and telling somebody, well, my, my car's broken outside. Well, go and fix it. Mm. And you've never actually lifted the hood of a car before. But it's, but it's a million times more complex than that, mm -hmm. the human mind. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think as well, though, today, we're more open to talk about things. Because I know part of my story is about failure. And I had no one to talk to about it. And it was a huge stigma. And it was years and years and years before I was, shall we say, normal again. Because it wasn't right. I'd done something wrong in, well, exactly. in my mind. But exactly. what is wrong? It wasn't that wrong, you know, in the great scheme of things. But to me, it was, it was a huge embarrassment. And I never, never spoke about it for years. That's, that's exactly the point, Marsha, is that yeah. there is this stigma. And, you know, you made reference to the, the school books, which I'm sure some of your listeners, readers um, will uh, be aware of the, the, the books that we used to get, the big crosses, the mm. teacher, the English teacher or the maths teacher would always put these X's down the right hand side, you know, and you think, oh, five X's, oh, I don't really want to go home and show my parents five X's. Yeah, yeah. But that's what would stick in your mind. Yeah. And so it's this, this situation where we've been, you know, taught that we mustn't make mistakes and things are wrong. And you think about it, on the one hand, we go through, well, we ride a bike, well, we learn to ride a bike. Well, we make mistakes as we go, we come off a couple of times, as long as we don't injure ourselves seriously, mm -hmm. get back on and, okay, you learn by the trials and tribulations. But we have this stigma, as you mentioned, is that we make a mistake. You know, there are, there are a myriad of different situations that we could go through as children or even adults that, um, and I, I deal a lot with golfers, uh, the, the, the mental side of golfers, mm. is when you get kids going out and playing, for example, give them a, a set of balls and, you know, a couple of golf clubs, they'll go out and they'll play all day long. Mm -hmm. Come home, oh yeah, I've had a great day. The same with football. 
However, there is a point at which people start getting concerned and worried about what everybody else is going to think and say, and they're scared to make mistakes. Mm. Even guys who are worth 10, 20, 40, 50 million dollars playing the game now act like spoiled little children thumping clubs into breaking clubs because mm. they've made a mistake mm. yeah. because they're scared of, oh, what is my perception that I mustn't make mistakes, just as you were saying a minute ago, mm. and this stigma attached to it. And you think, well, yeah. everything is down to our own perception, is how we perceive ourselves. Mm. Um, in fact, I was just looking at it previously, the book by uh, Maxwell Maltz, uh, who used to be, he was a plastic surgeon, but he, he became more of a psychologist and stuff because mm. the, he, he found that the, the, the biggest problem with his patients wasn't the scars that they had, you know, the, mm. through the plastic surgery, whether it was through an accident or um, they wanted the, the chains themselves. The, the big problem for them was the way that they thought people viewed them, their self-image. Mm -hmm. That's the big problem. Yeah. You know, we're talking about there is that, you know, when you're using talent, people think, oh, well, I'm not good enough, which is why there's such a fear of public speaking, you know, the, mm -hmm. the big one. But it's anything to do where people are going to be judged. It's what other people think of them. Yes, you know? where you're exposed to other people's opinions. Yeah. Exactly. And we've yeah. been conditioned to become so fearful of that. And this situation around talent is that, oh, I'm not talented enough. Mm. Right? Hang on. That word, enough. Talent enough for who? Or mm. enough mm. to do what? You know, it, it, it's all this nonsense that we pick up as we go along. But the problem is we're not aware of it. As a young man going through, I became successful, but it, it was... The, the realization that there were things that would come through from my childhood that would question my abilities. Mm -hmm. And that's where the real challenge came in was, hang on a second, where did this stuff come from? I've taken on these beliefs from the other people that uh, I wasn't talented enough, good enough, and all these yeah. sorts of yeah. things. And that's what led me down the, 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 the route of actually trying to understand all of this sort of thing mm -hmm. and the psychology behind it that affects everybody yeah. you know yeah. to a certain or a greater degree yeah. so were you interested in how the mind works whilst you were in a career in industry or is it something that, that came afterwards no, 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 absolutely i've always been fascinated ever since i was a kid on how one person becomes more successful than another and it was just something and i used to scratch my head and drive me nuts and think i don't understand why yeah. but, and it's taken me on that journey um, through it. <laughs> yeah. You have to go through it yourself to find out really, um, rather than maybe written. And I'm not knocking books at all. Books are fantastic. Um, but it was just sometimes you have to go through and experience something rather than, oh, yeah, I've read that. But yeah. when you've actually yeah. experienced and felt it, mm -hmm. it makes Absolutely. Sense. So what made you transition into making a career out of studying mindset and, and realizing that you can actually help people from your experience well it's, as i said that ever since i was a kid i was always fascinated by it and in my own line of work uh, that i was in in the commodities and oil markets that there were certain companies that were successful and certain ones that wanted to be but never were 
And it was only when I went through um, a rather acrimonious departure from that, that world and, you know, subsequent uh, challenges, shall we say, like right. life challenges of um, losing not just a career, but, uh, you know, the family home and everything else that went with it. That my mind, I realized I got to a pretty low point. Oh, I say a pretty low point, a very low point. And it was just a case of, hang on a second, like many people, you know, what is this all about? And there were some very dark days. And I mean, very, very dark days thinking, you know, the challenges mentally, because my mother, um, she suffered from mental illness all through my childhood. Mm. And, you know, I remember sitting there thinking one day, now, I really am being tested on top of all the other crap that's going on. Now, am I going to end up, you know, in the same place my mother was yeah. when I've got a family to look after and this sort of stuff? Right. And it, it, I don't want to sound arrogant, but it got to a point where I just wouldn't allow myself to go to that point. It, it would have been very easy to have just gone and checked into a, um, a mental hospital and just turn around and say, I've had enough, uh, mm. I'm, I'm broken. But I, I just refused to go down that route because I knew my mother was there and I saw what it was like. Mm. And so the idea was that I just had to think, well, hang on a second. If somebody else has gone through this, which they have, how did they get through it? I, I had to find a way and I, mm. I didn't know how to. So that's where the, the um, I know they call it the cliche, the journey began is that I had to find a way to uh, discover how to go through those challenges mm -hmm. uh, and as you read at the beginning on my website is it's not the size of the challenge because there's other people that have had these challenges and i'll be honest there are guys that um haven't made it there are people mm. that, um you know don't get through it and there are some people that are still going through worse situations so when i looked at it the, the the more that i looked at it the more i realized hang on a second there's more to learn and it, I suppose it just started answering the questions that I had all the way through that, well, this is the stuff you should have been learning when you were in your 20s, you know, in the career you had. Mm. Now you can really discover. And I suppose it's a bit like if you're going to go and teach somebody to play football or hit a golf ball or something, you better be able to do it yourself. Mm. And so, you know, to help other people that are wanting to get to mm. a certain level, that there are going to be challenges and you know what better than somebody that's actually been through it that yeah. can actually say well you know uh, as a mentor i use coaching but i also mentor people so mm -hmm. that when i work with them if there's a, a particular challenge yeah and i don't mean me to be disrespectful i did laugh a couple of times when you had some of these young guys uh, that wanted to be life coaches when they were 22 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is is quite significant that a lot of my guests on this podcast have discovered a whole new world because they're using their experience to help other people. Even if you come from a place of, well, what do I know? If you've got to 50 odd, you know stuff, yeah, <laughs> whether, exactly. you, whether you've got a qualification in it or not. So how do you actually help people? Is it is it do you do one-to-ones or do you do group sessions i do talks i i like speaking to groups 
even though we have social media, I, I can mm. only use social media to an extent because mm. I just find that I can I connect with people better when I actually go and speak and present. And yeah, they, me too. Yeah. yeah. Like what as you've witnessed, you can actually mm. hear. And then afterwards, people sometimes there's Q and A's where I speak where people can actually ask a question at the time and so that you can answer it and they know that you know there's no bs there is that mm. you know it's not oh i read that on page 37 of the manual mm. if somebody wants to go deep i can talk to them at the time or afterwards and explain what it was like mm -hmm. when this happened and you know in my career um, when i found out that the guys i'd set up a company with i didn't really own any of the company mm. um, things like that and yeah go through and you know, you just connect with people, mm -hmm. but yeah. humans, and yeah. you know that's why I love doing what I do because I've always been better with people, yeah, rather than machines. My first job was working for Bearings, the bank, and I couldn't stand it because it was dealing with computers, and I just yeah. thought it's just not me. Talking with people and finding out what real challenges they got. Mm. How do we find out? How do we sort it out? I have a question that I ask most of my guests. There have been a few slipped through because I've forgotten. Um, if you met the teenage James now, yeah. what's the one thing he would be proud of? And what's one thing he would say, I wish we'd done that differently? As I said, growing up, um, you know, we, we didn't have much money I went to a decent school and I don't know how my father put me into the decent school I really don't um well except to say he he, he really went out without an awful lot mm. um and the the thing was it well, until I got to about 45 I didn't realize I came from a, a basically a one-parent family because my mother being ill mm. and so my childhood um whilst it was what we considered to be normal, wasn't fantastic in that respect, having somebody in the family suffer with that sort of mental uh, mm. problem. So learning all that sort of stuff, the, the, the thing is that I, I really didn't have the best role models and that sort of thing. Um, and that's knocking, not knocking mm. my dad because my dad was doing the best he could. Yeah, yeah. However, considering all the crap that I've been through and all the rest of it, that my kids have come out, that they're good people, they're mm -hmm. conscientious, they don't do drugs, they're not, they're not into going out and getting drunk and all this sort of stuff. And I'm not saying people can't get drunk, don't get me wrong, but they're just good people. Yeah, I, yeah, um, yeah. You, it's, that's, that's the one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and is there anything that he would, he might think, you what wish, I could have he, done better would wish you'd done differently yeah yeah i mean learn all this stuff mm -hmm. you know just look into the mind the, the, mm. the mind controls everything mm. and the and the real problem is that most people don't work with the mind because the mind is controlling them and that's exactly the mm -hmm. irony yes that yeah. we think we're controlling ourselves but we're not yeah yeah yeah. And mind is controlling us. And when I do talks and presentations and stuff, you'll see the people in the in the audience that when you start doing that, they'll they'll look away if they, if yeah, you, yeah. because they don't want to know because because their mind is telling them he's going to change you. He's going to don't listen to him. Run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if if they really were controlling themselves, they'd get up and they would run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you on that because I part yeah. of my story is that I drank quite heavily, and. I managed to give up 
very easily just by changing the way I think. And well, it's just you changing your mindset changes yeah. absolutely everything for you. It, it, it does. And uh, it just depends whether you, you want to do something or, or not. Uh, I, I smoked years ago and I could never work it out. But it's exactly as you said. I just changed the way I thought about cigarettes is mm. that, hang on a second, I'm going out, I'm spending X number of pounds on something when it's dark to go to a petrol station in the rain to buy something that's mm. going to put me in the box. Yeah. <laughs> So hang on, and I'm telling myself I'm really enjoying that. So it's either I'm lying or there's a there's a problem with an addiction to the nicotine. Mm -hmm. And once I realised that part yeah. of it, it was just yeah. right. If the nicotine addiction can be, it's only a few days. Let's go and test it for a few days, and then it, it was just simple. Like mm -hmm. you say, it was just the yeah. mindset. Yeah. It's, it's effortless, though, isn't it? You don't even need willpower because your mind's changed once you've sort of got rid of. The craving, if it is an addiction, from your subconscious mind, it's yeah. easy. It's it's not a hardship. Um, but no, I agree with you. It, it's when you change the way that we look at things, uh, everything changes. Mm. As Wayne Dyer says, that um, it, which is the important thing to be honest, because our minds are controlling us if we don't decide to control it. Absolutely. So that would be the big thing that I would have, you know, go back and tell myself get your nose in a couple of those books and go and see a few people that have worked on their minds. Yes. Oh, well, it's been absolutely lovely talking to you. Can you give us your links, your email address or um, website or wherever you would like to direct people? Sure. Should they be interested in your services? Sure. My um, website is my name, which is www.jamesbargeron, B-A-R-G-E-R-O-N.com. Very simple. And my email address is on there, but it's also mm -hmm. james at jamesbargeron.com. Or you mm -hmm. can find me on LinkedIn. Raising awareness to this sort of stuff that we all go through some crap at mm -hmm. some point in our lives, but it is how we get through it. And at times we become so scared to actually do something. We think mm -hmm. that we're on our own, that nobody else has done this or that. And as you said, you feel there's a stigma. Mm. attached to go and talk to somebody but really people are willing to help you know in that yes mm. because nobody wants to see somebody suffer and the worst thing in the world is if you see something like you know i i don't know i didn't know the woman i didn't really know much but when you hear about things like caroline flack mm. that she couldn't have gone and talked to somebody mm. you know it, it's such a shame and it's I'm not, heartbreaking isn't it it is yeah. terrible, but you don't know yeah. which point at how, you know, what, what it's going, is going on on the inside. So it is different levels is that, you know, I'm not any saying any of your listeners are at that sort of a point, but what I'm saying is if somebody's struggling with something or their self doubt about a business or they're not feeling good about this, go and talk to somebody over a coffee. I tell you what, it, mm. it really does make. Yeah. Yeah. And it is often easier talking to a stranger than, a member of your family or a friend it, yeah, because that judgment situation as you're thinking is oh what are they going to think of this or that and it's so much yes. easier which is why it's good when you get into if you find you know you click with somebody in a group or you connect with somebody in a group then you're absolutely right Marcia, is to do mm. that is going to find somebody else and you can open up nothing's going to judge you mm. um, yeah yeah 
Yeah. So there's help there and it's all down to your mindset. Absolutely. Thank you so much, James. No problem. And no. I hope we'll meet again someday. No, absolutely. Please keep in touch. Yeah? Thank you. Did you find that useful? If you didn't catch them during the interview, James's contact details are in the show notes. Before we go, here's the answer to last week's quiz, followed by this week's quiz question. The answer to last week's quiz question is the microwave. Did you get it right? If you want to know what the question was, you'll have to check back on episode 41. Here's this week's question. In 1972, where were the Winter Olympics held? Mm, I would definitely struggle with that one. But in fairness, I was only 11 at the time. No Googling, remember? The answer will be in episode 43 next week. If you've been following us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll know that our sister company launched a new product this week and I will be telling you more about that. But in the meantime, if you want to take a sneaky peek, head over to www.organicsecrets.co.uk and look at the jellies. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus podcast is created and produced by me, Marsha Ogden, and it's available on several platforms, as well as via our website. So please keep listening and tell your friends all about it. Do follow us on Instagram and Facebook too. You'll find all the relevant links in the show notes. Directory of a Dream Life 50 Plus is about making our life happier and easier. So if you do have suggestions or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just drop me a line at marsha at Have a fantastically happy week and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.